You control the conversation right here at the critically acclaimed network. My name is William Bibiani. I am a critic. Everybody calls me Bibbs. Uh, my name is Whitney Seibold. I too am a critic. And today I'm wearing my Quibi t-shirt. Whitney bought a Quibi t-shirt. <laughs> yes, I did. It already looks like you've owned it for a year. Well, what I love about it is it's, it's the Quibi logo, which is just a big sort of roundy Q. And uh, go- oh golly, I hope nobody thinks I'm like a QAnon supporter. Or oh God, shirt. Um, you. But uh, the funny thing about it is it's it's the, the Quibi logo and they made it look like a pre-stressed old t-shirt because Quibi's going to be around forever, man. That was a little glimpse into what my head has been hearing ever since, well, you know. In the coming days, the U.S. will reach a milestone that no one will celebrate. 200,000 deaths from COVID-19. Before I get any further, let me explain to you what this podcast series will be about parasocial relationships the good the bad and my relationship to them i'm excited to go down this journey with you thank you for listening when quarantine first started i thought to myself what is the best way for me to get through this and i thought it was just to be really well informed about covid19 because if i was well informed i could deal with it in a responsible way so I put on an episode of the Bill Simmons podcast, a podcast I listen to quite frequently because it's just really enjoyable to hear people talk about sports and pop culture. That week's episode he had on Malcolm Gladwell, and for those who do not know who Malcolm Gladwell is, he is a pop psychologist. While pop psychology can be very problematic, it can also be good for just getting a general sense of what a theory in psychology is. Malcolm Gladwell will compare something that in pop culture to a very well-known theory in psychology. And Malcolm Gladwell started to talk about coronavirus. And he painted this very broad picture about how deadly COVID could be using research he had gathered. And it really freaked me out. So I started searching, searching for something that would give me comfort from the panic attack I was having, thinking of all the lives that were gonna be lost because of COVID-19. So I put on an episode of a podcast that you heard at the beginning of this episode. You Got Mail, part of the Critically Acclaimed Podcast Network. And all of a sudden, I felt safe. Like I was hanging out with two friends I just have a rapport with. Everything felt okay. And just for that moment, I felt I was going to get through this. I never wanted that moment to leave me. So I put on another episode, and another episode, and another episode. I just started to feel closer and closer to the podcast host. Like, they were my saving grace. And that was really fascinating to me. What I was experiencing was a parasocial relationship. And instead of me fumbling around with words trying to describe what a parasocial relationship is, I'm going to let people with more experience and have done way more research on the topic than I will ever do. I'm going to turn this over to an NPR piece. Enjoy. Parasocial relationships. According to academics Horton and Wall, who originated this concept, television gives viewers the illusion of a face-to-face relationship with the performer. Gradually, over the course of many episodes, viewers come to feel that they know a fictional persona. Horton and Wall write, The persona offers, above all, a continuing relationship. His appearance is a regular and dependable event to be counted on, planned for, and integrated into the routines of daily life. I totally buy it. After watching dozens of Cheers episodes, I felt as if I knew the personas in the show intimately. In fact, there were times when I've seen more of the characters on Cheers than I'd seen of the people in my own family. 
So yeah, I definitely had some parasocial relationships going on. The truth is, we all yearn for companionship. The only problem is, is that for many of us, myself included, the notion of a well-functioning family and a welcoming group of friends and co-workers is occasionally more easily found on television or in the movies than in life itself. That's a pretty good definition of what parasocial relationships are. But for some reason, if you decided to pause or skip over or decide not to listen to that segment of this episode, even though you clicked on this episode to listen to it, let me go over what parasocial relationships are in my own terms. The relationships we build with people who may be real or not, like in the case of the segment we just heard from NPR, uh, the guy watched a bunch of episodes of Cheers and built a relationship with the characters on the show. And in my case, I built a relationship with podcasters. And I built those relationships with podcasters because I was feeling alone. Whatever reasons you build those parasocial relationships is up to you. But I felt over quarantine was a perfect time to actually build them. Over the next few episodes, we'll discuss the good and bad about parasocial relationships. But I'm just going to briefly talk about why you probably built them during the quarantine. And why you'll probably build them again as we enter the second wave of the pandemic is because humans yearn for connection. Even the people who are introverts, who claim that they like isolation, that you do to some degree, but at the end of the day, we look for something to build a relationship with. Whether that be one of those Tamagotchi toys, or characters from a book or TV show, or podcasters or musicians. We yearn for a connection. And probably parasocial relationships got a lot of people through the pandemic and will continue to get people through it. And I'm not saying that that's a good thing going forward, but for these moments like this, they're definitely handy. They're definitely handy. In next week's episode, we'll touch on my relationships with parasocial relationships and how that affected me. See you next week.